Good morning, everyone. As you hear the instructions from each of us, you'll notice there'll be little differences, little nuanced differences, little pet things that we've picked up along the way that we, that we like to share with you. Each of you, if you look at yourself as a contemplative artist, will over time develop your own canvas for your own personal practice. And this week, you know, we're, we're working with um, concentration, shamatha, samadhi, which is a technique that we hope that will be beneficial for you over time. And you'll also um, pick up our little pet, um, pet things that we like to do. And I'll be sharing a few of those uh, with you this morning. So let's just arrive again, as we do over and over. Coming home, feeling this aliveness, this gift of aliveness this morning. It's not a guaranteed gift forever. So just enjoying this aliveness as it pulses through the body. And the Buddha talked about, talked several ways uh, that are referred to as gladdening the mind as uh, preparation for meditation. And one that I particularly like is to spend just a few moments considering a couple things that I'm grateful for. You might have heard this termed counting your blessings. It can be very simple. The fact you were able to walk in here this morning or that you can see So I invite you to consider a couple things that you're grateful for as a way of enhancing receptivity to the practice, kind of sweeping the room a little bit clear, brightening the heart. And as you explore one or two things that you're grateful for, you might even be able to feel it in the body, how it manifests. Where is gratitude? Where do I feel it? And also when beginning, it can be really helpful to just do a short relaxation. So bringing your attention beginning with the face and the head. 
Just noticing if there's any held tension there or contraction or tightness. And bringing a soft, gentle attention to that area with the invitation to relax, to let go, to rest in ease. All the tiny facial muscles, inviting them to just melt a little bit. You might even imagine your brow being smoothed. Bringing a soft, loving attention to your eyes. And checking your jaw. If it happens to be clenched, just unhinge it a little bit bringing some ease to those jaw muscles that you just used for breakfast. A really common area that many of us hold tension is in the neck and shoulders. So bringing that tender attention to those areas right inside, feeling the neck and shoulder area from one to the other, from the inside. And noticing both the aliveness and the spaciousness there. Now allowing that, we could even call it tender loving energy to descend down the arms. A gentle attention, feeling the aliveness, the volume of space in the arms, all the way down through the arms and resting for a moment in the hands. Experiencing the interior of the hands, the aliveness, the vibration, the warmth, the coolness. And inviting the hands to soften, to melt wherever they're resting. Turning that gentle, loving attention now to the torso, to the rib cage, the upper part of the torso, and noticing just that gentle rhythmic movement of the ribs as you breathe. It's that primordial movement, expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction 
The whole universe works on that principle. And we get to look at it with our breath, our body. Exploring the aliveness through the ribcage area, the heart, lungs, all doing their best to support us. And allowing that attention to descend into the abdomen and noticing there also the rising and falling. And for some of us, the abdomen is another place that we armor or tighten. And see if it's possible to just let go there. Soften. And allowing the attention now, that gentle attention to move through the hips, the genitals, the buttocks. Just inviting the release of any tension. Any holding. And moving that caring, careful attention into the upper portion of the legs. Those powerful muscles that move you around during the day. Feeling them from the inside. And down through the knees. And the calves and shins. Feeling the aliveness in these legs that have supported us. Feeling the volume of space. And the ankles and feet. Bringing attention to the interior of the feet. Noticing the aliveness there. How many steps have they given us? Another little offering is to bring a smile. Another way of enhancing receptivity. To allow a smile to spread across the mind, whatever that means to you. And then like a 
gentle waterfall. Allow it to cascade down through the head and a slight smile on the lips. Not like a Cheshire cat, but just enough so you feel those smile muscles engage a little bit. That actually secretes some good juices in the brain. We like to smile. It's fun. And if you like allowing that smile to just move through the whole body, through the heart region, all the way down to the toes. And sometimes it may be helpful to ease into the breath. And by that I mean starting with sounds, just a broad open field of hearing. Just listening. Alert, receptive. I'm not trying to figure out the sounds, just enjoying the movement of energy, sound energy as it passes through. Sounds simply appear and disappear in the open field of awareness. And just as sounds appear and disappear in the open field of awareness, so do body sensations. So notice again this this body, experiencing this sitting body alive. And a particular sensation that we've been working with this this week is that of the breath. So bringing your attention gently to the breath. The beautiful breath. been with us from the beginning and will be with us to the end. And bring your attention up close to the breath. Make a a loving connection. It's It's kind of like an embrace, a warm embrace. It's not too tight, it's not too loose, but it's 
it's a nice, gentle embrace. So connecting with this breath. And simply sustaining that connection the best that you're able. And some may find it helpful to count the breaths. And some may find it distracting. So on your canvas as an artist, at times when the mind is really jumping all over, sometimes some simple counting can be helpful. And not necessarily counting from one to infinity, but maybe one to say eight. Keeping it simple. And if the mind is really active, there's a a little technique um, On the inhale, you might, with a very quiet meditative voice from the back of your mind, on the inhale, one, 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 one. Exhale, one, 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 one. On the next inhale, two, 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 two. And so forth. After a little while, you'll find you won't need all those numbers on the inhale and exhale. That can be helpful for some. And sometimes words can be helpful. The word bud and do. Bud on the inhale, do on the exhale. It has an aspirant sound, and if you study poetry, we often use aspirant sounds to soften. Bud, do. So explore, experiment, see what supports you in your practice.
And when you notice you've been in a story, and if you've only been gone for a few seconds or so, just gently bring your attention, landing softly again in the breath. But if you've been off on an elaborate planning, fantasizing, remembering, take a moment and when you awake, it's a very important moment in meditation. When we're gone, we're gone. Nothing we can do. It's just what the mind does. It likes to search around for things that are interesting or things that we need or things that we want or things that we don't want. It's trying to help us. And we're patiently, lovingly training it. So there is a moment where you wake from the story. That is a sacred moment because that's a moment of awakening. And just pause there for a moment. Notice how that's different than being in a story. Give your nervous system a chance to recognize what presence, aliveness, vividness is like. Feel the senses, feel that aliveness. And just hang out there for some moments. There's no hurry. And then, if you've been away for a while in a story, take some moments and re-relax. Maybe just bringing that loving attention to the facial muscles, the head. Thinking creates tension. So offer some TLC, an invitation to, to soften, to let go. The neck, shoulders, very simple. And then, again, land in the breath on the Anapana spot, relaxed and refreshed, and start again. This is all done without judgment, without harshness. And the really cool thing is, if the mind goes away a million times, you get to relax a million times. You get to wake up. Feel that difference. Re-experience that aliveness, that vivid wakefulness. So it's nice and easy. Meditation is about gentleness and then more gentleness.
I'd like to highlight a few things from the instructions, and also we have a few announcements. Last night, Marcia uh, spoke about how important it is to, to have a brightened, a brightened heart and mind and to be relaxed when we do this practice. So I, I offered that gladdening the mind piece in the beginning. And the Buddha, uh, he uh, articulated three ways to kind of gladden the mind in preparation of, of meditation. They're all, I, I find them pretty interesting. Um, one is to consider your generous acts, just a few of them. They don't have to be big deal. You held the door for somebody. Or in the summer, you picked that worm off the sidewalk because you knew he wouldn't make it and put it in the grass, you know. So that has a way of kind of, see, some of you are even smiling now. It has a way of kind of brightening our countenance a little bit. Also, things that we're grateful for. That happens to be my favorite. Um, Another one that he talked about is to consider the characteristics of a Buddha. And what might they be? You know, this, this kind of open, responsive, compassionate heart for all beings. This mind that really understands the workings of nature and really uh, is, is, can, can guide us to get more in the flow of nature as opposed to against it. So the qualities of a Buddha, which you're all on your way to becoming. So those are just three ways to gladden the mind. And sometimes sitting down and the mind's all fumbly all over, just take a, you know, if, if this works for you, just take a moment and consider, you know, one of those. I happen to like gratitude, but they're all wonderful. And You'll notice also that we're, we're emphasizing relaxation. Uh, the, this type of practice, it's really essential to be relaxed. Striving does not work. It's pretty cool like that. It's like you may want these states, and the more you want them, the less they're going to be available. So it all comes out of a relaxed, open, receptive uh, countenance. So in the instructions this morning, I offered another possibility. Oftentimes, you know, we're just away for a few seconds and there's a thought. And as soon as we recognize we're thinking, it disappears. It self-liberates. It has no roots. It's like space junk just flying through. It has, leaves no trail. Other times we're lost in a story, an elaborate, you know, thing. And uh, I found it helpful. And I learned this from uh, a monk, a Theravadan monk. And he he always used to say, you know, if you've been away for a while, you're creating this tension. And if you just yank yourself and kind of put yourself on the breath again, you're going to keep bringing that tension back with you. So he said, just notice that you're awake and just enjoy it for a few moments. Wow, this is different. This is different than grinding away on whatever I was thinking about. And just feel it. Feel that aliveness. And then take some moments and re-relax, re-soften. You know, soften in the head, the face, neck, shoulders. Because we're bringing 
attention back with us. So then we, we start again. There's no hurry. You don't get extra points for getting back to the breath immediately. And the really cool thing is you get to re-relax over and over again, building up the capacity of your parasympathetic nervous system. That's the part of the nervous system that needs help. You know, the sympathetic nervous system doesn't need any help. It triggers all the time for threats and imagined threats and it's, you know, it's pedal to the metal. But the parasympathetic part of the nervous system needs those little pauses that relaxation. It's a form of self-compassion, self-care. So it doesn't matter if your mind goes away a zillion times. You get to wake up, feel what that's like, kind of hang out there, re-relax, and you start again. You know, this is a mystery that we're alive. And it's also amazing that all of us have had the favorable conditions and support to come here and play around with something like this. You know, this isn't life or death. We're like learning a new skill that, that has proven to be helpful. And it takes some time. And it's also important to, to have that lightness, that brightness, that humor as we do this. Because the mind's crazy. We all know that. It has no shame. It'll think anything. Right? I mean, just think if you're all hooked up to loudspeakers on your mind. What a scene this would be. So, um, you know, see if you can go through this training with a kind of lightness, brightness, like, oh, let's see what this is like. You know, and then we come back and the mind runs away and get a chance to wake up, re-relax. And also, um, on the walking meditation, it's a beautiful day. You know, and if you're having a little trouble sensing the movement of the breath there at the nostril, at the point there, sometimes cold air can be really supportive because it's obviously cold and then it's warm when it comes out and it really helps you develop a sensitivity to that spot. Um, So, interest and humor. A couple of announcements. Our community is developing. You guys are doing a great job. And we want to re-emphasize, and we know this is a hard practice to do. We're not saying this is so easy. And so as much silence as we can kind of manufacture for each other will be helpful. So please try to come into the hall on time and and settle in. uh, just out add, add, add of respect for your neighbors and to support their, their work. Um, and we, we have the schedule, and we hope and encourage you to follow it. It takes away all the thinking stuff, like, well, should I do this or should I do that? Should I do this? Should, if you just kind of let it go, we have these bells. You don't even need your watches. And it can be an interesting experiment to surrender to the schedule. We've developed this schedule over eons, this balancing of walking and sitting, balancing the energy. So if you're, if you're the kind of person who likes to try to figure everything out and get your, get your thing, you might experiment with, hey, I'll just do the schedule and see what happens. Um, and groups, we have uh, groups today, 
9 o'clock and 10.30, I think. Yeah. So make sure you've checked the board and uh, enjoy the day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.